Mixed Media Gaming. All right, welcome to the uh, gaming section of uh, Mixed Media Podcast. If you uh, are on the recorded version or you just joined uh, just now, um, we just had uh, the uh, Arguing with Reddit segment for uh, music, and uh, we discussed a lot, a lot revolved around Russian people. <laughs> Although, no, the questions, well, actually, the question, one of the questions did specifically refer to a Russian person. But, uh, yeah, uh, at the start, we talked about the uh, first segment was um, Irving's topic on um, the metaverse and uh, what, what, what we may uh, see, what the motivations are, stuff like that. And uh, right now, I'll be trying to, as quickly as possible, review a game called Wall True Learn. Uh, as you may be able to guess from the title, Wall True Learn is a uh, programming-focused game. Yeah, if you don't know, it's, that's a programming-ish syntax thing. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, let's, let's get into it. So, Wall True Learn is a, a game that I managed to pick up for free, uh, even though it's normally a $13 game. It was on... I, I don't. I think I got it at some point from the Epic Games free stuff. I saw it. I was like, okay, I guess, I guess I'll, I'll try to play that. Uh, I originally wanted to review um, uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I didn't have time, so so uh, this is what I decided to do. So uh, yeah, well, let's get into it. It's uh, developed by a developer named Ludin.io, published by uh, Nival. I don't know a single thing about them. Never heard of them before, but uh, yeah, this game has done pretty well uh, on Steam. It has some 5,000-ish reviews, so uh, quite a bit of sales is what that means, especially for a uh, you know, game of this size. Well, 909 Crime uh, suggests that you uh, review Xeno Gears, which I have no idea what that is. But. <laughs> uh, all right, I'll put it on the list, sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually just going to type it. All right, cool. I'll remember now. All right, so um, basic premise of the game is that uh, you, know, you play as some programmer who got stuck on a coding problem and uh, he leaves the room in his frustration and uh, he come back, comes back to find that the coding problem has magically solved himself. And it uh, turns out that your cat had solved the problem by being good at programming, apparently. And you decide, huh, I really would like to know what this cat is saying, but all I can do is meow. And so you go on a journey to create a cat language translator via code. Okay, so that is the general story premise what you actually do in the game. It's actually an educational program game. I didn't expect that. I didn't know anything about the game going into it. I just thought, oh, it looks like a little, like, puzzle game. Uh, so uh, going into it, yeah, it's actually an educational programming game. Uh, you do visual scripting, which is essentially just, like, programming that is, like, if you ever scratch before, that's, like, a form of visual scripting. It's, like, a, it's like programming. It's very uh, beginner-friendly, I'll say, I guess. Um, and this game definitely takes it to a... Uh, you know, it abstracts things even more to make it even more beginner-friendly than, like, something like Scratch, uh, for example. So you create uh, sort of systems of logic to solve simple tasks, uh, and, you know, tasks sort of ramp up in difficulty as you go on. You are graded on two things. You're graded on speed and accuracy. So generally the way this works is that since your your end goal is sort of to create this cat language translator via AI, you know, all the tasks manifest themselves as, like, you're creating some AI to sort things, usually. So uh, maybe um, you just sort, like, a bunch of data and pull out all the bad data and, and just output all the good data, stuff like that. Uh, data will uh, represent itself in various forms, including uh, color and uh, and shape, um, for example. So it's not like actual like uh, numbers or uh, words and stuff like that. Uh, it's just shapes and and stuff like that that are uh, nice and uh, visually friendly, right? It's a lot better to look at that and look at like you know words flying across the screen as you look through like the. Um, as nice visuals for uh, showing how the data is transferred in the visual scripting pipeline. So, uh, 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 good there, I guess. So, uh, it's sort of uh, the, the educational part uh, comes in when it, it essentially teaches you different new programming things 
as you go on. So I actually learn stuff uh, about AI specifically, um, which is kind of cool. Uh, so um, yeah, as you go on, it gives you sort of different like uh, logic blocks you can use and it explains, okay, this represents this system that exists in real life. And what's cool is it gives you a little short blurb of what it is and it'll have like a left panel and it'll say like, this is how it works in the game, right? It explains how this sort of logic unit works, how you can use this sort of tool to accomplish your goals. On the right side, it shows you how it works in the real world, right? So uh, it'll be like, you know, yeah, you know, we do simplified it a lot for just for the game purpose, but in real life, this is how it all works. Um, this is how you use this in real life. And at the bottom, it'll give you a link to articles and videos on uh, on on the topic, which is really cool. Um, I think one time it, it linked to a, um, a Coursera. Uh, I think it was Coursera. It was some it was some actual course you can go. And, that's to, to that's learn about really it. that's very interesting. It was you know I thought that was really cool about it as well. You know, as someone who knows how to program, it was still found it engaging because like it's like a niche topic. Oh, yeah, I mean, AI is not like, I don't mean niche isn't small, but niche is in like not broad, I, say, I guess. But, uh, you know, a niche topic I don't know much about really, um, especially, you know, specifically on like the implementation level. I know the, the broader ideas, right? Um, so that's super cool learning about that kind of stuff. And it's, you know, still beginner friendly to the point where you don't need to know like the, the fundamentals I know of coding. Yeah, it probably helped a little bit, but really not that much at all. I wouldn't, you know, I probably, you know, was able to recognize, oh, this first node thing is an if statement, and I've used if statements before, the most fundamental, you know, building block of uh, of, of high-level languages, right? Whereas someone who has never programmed before might be like, what's an if statement? You know, it really isn't that, doesn't take that long to learn, though. So, uh, you know, you can still get into it, um, even if you have no experience at all. So, yeah, it's really cool that it was actually an educational game that I found to be pretty effective, despite knowing a, a good bit about the game. Um, the UI was very clean and clear. Uh, they did a good job at, uh, you know, showing how data is transferred uh, through these sort of different uh, logical areas and stuff like that. Uh, they do some, you know, games not perfect. Um, for example, there is a one sort of logic unit you can use that essentially is a, uh, a representing a neural network. So essentially, it, it represents some AI that that uh, I believe sorts shapes. So you get shapes in as data, and you can uh, say, okay, certain shapes go to these areas, other shapes go to these other areas, right? Now, in real life, which, you know, what happens is you train the AI with a, you know, a, a sample data set, you give it the answers, and the AI learns in, a, in certain forms of AI, at least, right? Uh, so the game attempts to mimic this by having a sort of training that you can do. Essentially, all I do is you click the training button, and the, you just watch the AI get better at it, right? Its error rate will decrease. I mean, this is cool in a you know illustrative sense is like oh cool you know we can see how uh, AI training works right uh, I guess better over time but at some point it gets kind of boring <laughs> just waiting for AI to train itself um, I wish there was just a button to skip the whole like you know because the thing is the AI has a maximum amount it can be trained to so at least in the beginning AI it can get to a point of I think a 20% error rate it's wrong 20% of the time so uh, there's a lot of that I wish there was a button to just skip it uh, instantly train that'd be very nice. Uh, but alas, that was not a thing. And because there's that AI training of uh, sort of, you know, the 20% failure, there's some randomness to your results sometimes, right? So sometimes your AI will perform a little bit better on certain runs than other times because of that, you know, you know, depending on which things it got wrong, which things it got right, uh, it could take a bit longer, or the accuracy can, de can decrease. And as I said before, you're you're scored on accuracy and uh, and speed. Sometimes you'll like you'll come up with a solution that's like you know, borderline, it just works, right? It just works well enough. And you fail the first time by like 0.1 second, you just do it again and you just get it right. I think that's kind of a, I understand that's a very hard thing to fix uh, in terms of uh, game uh, level design, but, uh, you know, 
obviously I'm not gonna like not criticize it just because it's hard to fix. <laughs> so uh, that is uh, that is a uh, that is something I like to see fixed because I feel like sometimes too it's like this is actually the fastest solution. The fastest solution just can fail though, which is uh, which is odd. You just have to do it again. Music was was a uh, was um I I started playing muted. Uh, that was an accident. Um, I didn't realize it was muted um, until I was like, oh, this game is kind of silent. And then I was like, oh no, I just had him <laughs> had the game muted. So I didn't get a large sample size of uh, music because I realized a bit late. Uh, but I did actually go and look up the soundtrack later, or rather, I just looked up gameplay footage of it and uh, listened to what was going on. And uh, you know, a small critique, but it didn't really sound like programmer music. You know, I have a very like I have a very uh, very defined view of what programmer music is. Uh, I know a lot. Of, obviously, a lot of people listen to many different types of things from pop to rock to rap. You know, whatever while they're programming, it doesn't really matter. Uh, I'm mostly joking. But um, you know, when you think I think of like generic programmer music, I think of like. Lo-fi, but not in, the, not in the literal sense of lo-fi, where like you know just low fidelity. I mean, like you know, like what people call lo-fi these days, which is oftentimes not lo-fi, but whatever. I think of that stuff, <laughs> or uh, or um, like very calm, relaxing coffee shop music. Coffee shop music uh, that is royalty free. That's what I think of when I think of uh, programming <laughs> music, essentially. Um, <laughs> and uh, I mean, you know, well, yeah, I'm mostly joking there, but uh, the, the music sounded more like like upbeat, like sort of fuller Minecraft music. Uh, certain Minecraft songs, though, I can think of specifically because I think it's the instrumentation uh, that I think of. I'm like, oh yeah, I, I recognize those instruments from like a like some Minecraft song or something like that. It's like you take that song, you make it a bit faster, uh, you add, you make it more full because Minecraft songs can be very sparse. You know, like uh, it's like I know every like every three years essentially. So if you just uh, make it more full, uh, then you, you get a you get the soundtrack. Uh, it's also like there's <laughs> not a large variety of songs for sure. Um, it's very repetitious, but it's like not like uh, in your face. So like it's very backgroundy, so you might not actually notice that it's repeating so often, which is nice. Um, it's not very like intense. And yeah, I know, sadly I didn't get to play much of the game into the game. I was too busy watching Shoplift just twice. So uh, as as you know, the game seemingly gets a lot more advanced from the trailers. I saw like I saw in the trailer like building a self-driving car AI. I don't really know how you get there, but you're not at the cat language thing yet. So, but <laughs> apparently uh, that comes first, or we got some like post end game stuff. And uh, yeah, I've really only scratched the surface of the game, so unfortunately, I cannot give it a good. I cannot give it a uh, you know crazy long review. That's perfect because we were you know uh, almost out of time. My my deadline was uh, twelve, and it's now eleven fifty-seven. I'm done. There. <laughs> perfect. Just in time. <laughs> Sounds like a cool game, though. Very different from the other stuff that you've reviewed, for sure. I don't think you've ed- uh, done yeah. an educational game at all yet. No, I don't. I usually think I just I, I found those synonymous with bad games, but I think that's just uh, poor treatment from like edu- you know like yeah you know, games they, they give you in school and stuff like that, <laughs> that aren't uh, all too fun. <laughs> yeah, which gives me a few minutes to plug a few things real quick. Uh, let's see, where else are we on? All podcasting platforms, pretty much. Yeah, so if you if you want to uh, subscribe, equal smashed. Awesome. Thank you, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Yeah, just uh, subscribe wherever you are. Follow us wherever you are, uh, wherever you would like to, to be. Um, I highly recommend you uh, follow us on, on your favorite podcasting platform. That way you can listen in the car, you know, without using up your data or anything like that. Um, and everything gets edited in post nice and clean. Shorter versions of everything and if you like to support us there's a locals link in the description uh i think it's five dollars a month now and uh we have one uh awesome guy who's been backing us who is allowing us to live stream on rumble right now which makes me happy um but if you want to join him you get access to the live whiteboard that you were uh just seeing me draw on a moment ago and you can doodle to your heart's content 
uh, within the bounds of reason, of course, which is a large boundary, you know, but th there is a boundary. <laughs> uh, so as long as you are responsible with the whiteboard, you can have as much fun on the whiteboard as you want, as well as a whole bunch of perks that you'll find in uh, when you go to the locals page and uh, the pinned post has all of the other uh, benefits on there if you are so interested. Uh, so with that, with that, I gotta say goodnight to you guys because it's pretty late. <laughs> yeah, thanks for watching and listening. Thanks for sticking around. <laughs> Alright, bye guys. <laughs>